Welcome to episode one of Dr. Scott's Health and Wellness Corner, a podcast where you can learn how to be the best you that you can be. We're your hosts, Alnisa Austin and Sabina Nagas. On today's episode, we will be interviewing Dr. Letitia Forster Scott. Dr. Scott is a full-time college professor currently at Rutgers University in the Department of Kinesiology and Health. Courses she has taught cover the range of health, fitness, sports sociology, exercise and sports psychology, motor learning, sport modules, curriculum, and instruction in physical education. She has published work in academic journals and presented her work nationally with regard to African Americans and women in sport, racial and athletic identity, childhood obesity, health disparities, and multicultural issues in health, sport, and physical education. As an experienced fitness trainer for over 30 years, Dr. Scott regularly contributes to community programs which focus on health education, disease prevention, and life skill development. She is a certified personal trainer with the National Academy of Sports Medicine, Zumba, and multiple specialty certifications that have contributed to her knowledge in working with special populations. Welcome, Dr. Scott. Can you tell us about how you got started with Fusion Fit and Well? Hi. Um, first, I just would like to say thank you to Alnisa and Savina. Um, I'm excited to be um, hosting my first or having my first podcast. Um, and I'm looking forward to upcoming podcasts and having further discussions with, with everyone. So with my business, Fusion Fit and Well, um, it was a dream of mine for, for many years. Um, when I was a master's degree student at Brooklyn College, um, one of the assignments I had was to design my own um, fitness program. And that was the foundation from which um, I began formulating different things in my mind. Um, as I progressed through my education and continued working in the fitness industry, my ideas and thoughts about it evolved. And then at some point in my career, um, the opportunity came for me to just jump. And I had zero business training. Uh, most of my training was in education and psychology. Um, so I spent a year, about a year and a half, maybe, um, taking courses in business and entrepreneurship. And those courses also helped to shape my ideas and my thoughts. So once I was able to open Fusion Fit and Well, I started off with a, um, a small fitness studio in which I offered personal training and group fitness classes. And um, I remained in operation for about three and a half years. And it was a very um, rewarding experience. Um, it was also a hard experience because as a small business owner um, and as a startup business, I was everything. So I was the personal trainer. I was a group fitness instructor. I also had... Um, staff or people who came in and worked and, and taught classes um, and also who came in and did independent training as well for personal training. So my idea here was to make fitness more personal. 
um, I wanted to do something where people can come in no matter what their background was, whether they were true beginners or people who were um, elite athletes. I wanted to create an environment where the attention was personalized um, so that each individual, each time they came into the studio, they would have a professional there to either lead them in the uh, group fitness classes or in small group training or in personal training. And I also wanted to create something that was educational where I would hold special events to talk about things related to health and wellness. So now what I'm looking to do is to transition Fusion Fit and Well into more of a of a uh, online p- platform um, where I'm still providing these services, but I'm looking at it more from a coaching standpoint now. And I'm looking to try and reach more people being that it's online. Um, my desire is to get people to move from the couch and move into action, whether it's related to fitness or to move into action when it comes into addressing other aspects of their lives relative to wellness. So this includes things um, related to um, emotional well-being, psychological well-being, um, intellectual well-being, financial well-being, um, social well-being, and and so forth, so that we can begin to approach um, fitness and health or health and wellness from more of a holistic standpoint versus simply just looking at whether or not you can bench press a certain amount of weight or whether or not you're losing weight or something like that. I think that um, what's important to me and what's important to a lot of people is that we are generally healthier overall and we, 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 we move beyond a mindset that the only time you need to talk about health and fitness is either when you're sick or when you're trying to lose weight because there's so much more to it. And that's what I'm looking forward to doing. Yes, that's great. Uh, you brought up very good um, information. So besides, I know you mentioned that, um, you know, you use a holistic approach and a very personal approach when it comes to um, fitness training. So what other qualities you have that separates you from other fitness trainers? Well, for one thing, I've been doing this for over 30 years. Um, I, I originally got started in teaching group fitness um, as a participant. Um, I remember being in high school and my mother worked for a, um, a YWCA and, you know, part of the um, YWCA offerings, they used to offer group fitness classes. And this was after being a competitive gymnast for a number of years. And when I stopped, um, I gained a lot of weight um, around the age of 15-ish. And um, that was in large part because I kept eating as though I was still training every day for for gymnastics. I just kept eating plus puberty. So I was kind of a late bloomer when it came to that. And it all kind of hit me all at once. And that's back in the days of Jane Fonda. Mm -hmm. And uh, I remember going to these fitness classes and just really falling in love with it. 
Um, and then once I graduated high school and went on to college, I continued to maintain some level of physical activity, whether it was running cross country, dancing. I was always dancing. I was always involved with dance performances and things like that. And then once I graduated from college is when I got my first um, fitness certification um, and group fitness. And that's pretty much where it started for me when I started teaching at different um, fitness clubs all around um, New York City. Um, so I've been doing this for a lot of years. I've seen a lot of trends come and go. I've seen some mainstays. I've seen a lot of growth in the business where now it's actually a career path that many people can choose and, and you know, be successful. Um, so that's something I definitely bring to the table. It's just years of experience. The other thing is um, with that years of experience is years of training and knowledge and education. So beyond just getting a, a, a basic certification, I've spent years learning um, in educational settings and research settings and so forth. So I also bring that to the table. And then from a more practical standpoint as a female, who's been active most of her life, I understand a lot of things that um, women go through when it comes to addressing their physical fitness needs and their health needs. So, um, you know, I've dealt with certain things when it comes to um, weight gain, when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to how to focus on building muscle, when it comes to um, pregnancy, post-pregnancy and so forth. Um, when it comes to injury, I've dealt with injuries, chronic injuries and so forth. So um, I bring a lot to the table in terms of experience um, that I think separates me from a lot of trainers. And then the other thing, too, is is just the style, my style of, of training and the types of things that I put together to address the particular needs of individuals. Um, I really try to understand what is it exactly about this person's movement patterns um, that matter when it comes to trying to teach them something from a physical standpoint. And then also getting into the mindset. My um, background in uh, sports psychology and exercise psychology helps me to understand certain things about behavioral aspects when it comes to um, fitness, wellness, and, and, and health behaviors. So that's something also I think that kind of separates me or something that I bring to the table um, that people will uh, appreciate. So I feel like your experiences definitely elevate you as a fitness trainer, and you're also a professor at Rutgers where you've taught both exercise and sports psychology. Can you explain the difference between the two and how they play a role in health and wellness? Okay, so um, first and foremost, I think people need to understand that exercise and sports psychology is for everybody. It's not just for people who are in super great shape or your elite athletes, you know, who are competing professionally or, you know, at high levels of sport competition. Both are something that um, the average person, anyone can benefit from um, having an understanding of. But with sports psychology in particular, we're looking at improving overall sport performance. So we're looking at things like um, what is the mindset of the athlete as he or she is going into a competition? What are some of the things that the athlete can do to help manage anxiety? What are some of the things on a day to day basis this athlete can do to manage and balance um, their lives so that? Um, they're not struggling when it comes to 
um, managing their practice schedules, competition schedules, as well as their social lives or their family lives or, you know, the relationships they have with with intimate partners. So there's a life skill development aspect to sports psychology, as well as a uh, performance enhancement aspect related to um, sports psychology. With exercise psychology, we're more looking at things that could be related to how exercise may impact um, mood, how exercise may directly impact um, the way in which the body responds um, to disease. Um, We're also looking at exercise behaviors because the reality is that most people know that exercise is good for them but they don't do it. So what is it about exercise behavior and what can we do to fill in the gap to get people from moving um, or from sitting into moving and actually engaging in exercise and sticking to an exercise program, especially if there are therapeutic benefits. So what we know for sure is that um, there is a relationship between exercise and mental health. There is a relationship between exercise and cognitive decline. So if we can figure out and target specifically, you know, how much exercise, what types of exercise, what works for this type of individual, what doesn't work. If we can pinpoint those things, um, then we can probably do a better job when it comes to addressing um, public health concerns as relates to exercise and disease prevention. So there's definitely, um, you know, a lot that sports psychology and exercise psychology can cover, um, but we need more people to understand the significance of these relationships and to really tap into um, what these things can bring to the table if we learn to incorporate them more in our um daily lives and daily training. So one thing that you mentioned that I want to, you know, dive deeper into is this relationship between exercise and mental health. So how does one's mindset play a role in accomplishing fitness and health goals? Um, Well, that's that's a great question, but it's also um, something that she spent a lot of time um, discussing. So um, what I will say um, is mindset has a lot to do with, with everything we do. Um, and one of the things that, um, I like to talk about are the things that trigger us. What are the things that trigger us to, you know, fall back, you know, once we get started on some type of positive regimen, whether it's exercising, uh, reading, Uh, you know, anything we may start in order to um, address our particular needs or move our lives in a certain direction, somehow um, we all face these kind of a setbacks. And so I think one of the things is learning to identify our personal triggers and then learning how to manage them. And I think once people become more adept and confident at that, um, you begin to make better decisions So that even when you do make a mistake, you don't stay stuck in that mistake, but you make decisions that can move you forward or continue to move you forward, Um, even on the days when you don't feel so great. Um, We all have those days, myself included. And um, 
you know, sometimes we just need to tap into our awareness of ourselves um, and, and be able to strategize and come up with different things so that when we do have those moments or we do have those bad days, we can still um, find ways to continue moving forward and pull ourselves out of those particular particular conditions. Yeah, that is so true. I feel like it's always like a mind over matter thing. Um, mm-hmm. So thank you so much for all the information that you've given us so far. So can you give us a preview of what to expect for your live webinar? So I'm looking forward to um, connecting with people online um, and really jumping into some of the things that I've already mentioned. Um, I'm looking forward to connecting with particularly women. Um, I think um, a lot of times women, we try to, you know, we, we spend so much time taking care of other people that oftentimes our particular needs go unmet. Um, so I'm interested in creating a space for women where we can address these particular issues um, and and really getting hold of people who, who may not have ever done anything like this before, who may be intimidated by, um, you know, showing up to a group fitness class for the first time. You know, women who may be intimidated by, you know, starting their own business or um, just stepping out out of their comfort zone. I'm really interested in tapping into working with people um, who may fit that. And then also people who have a foundation, um, but for some reason get stuck. And sometimes they just need a little push or a support system. Um, to help move them in that direction. You know, I've been I've been in that position myself. You know, sometimes we just get stuck and then we need we need some assistance. So we just need some inspiration, some motivation or someone to help us identify a path, a pathway that we can um, move on to move forward and do the things that we wish for in life um, and become active participants instead of just sitting by on a sideline looking at, you know, looking at other people move ahead. So um, I hope I answered your question. I kind of no, you definitely did, and we're really excited that we were able to sit down and talk with you today. Um, thank you so much for tuning in with us on Dr. Scott's Health and Wellness Corner. We hope that you learned something new today and got to know more about Dr. Scott and her mission. We also hope to see you at the live webinar coming really soon, and you can stay tuned by following us on Instagram and Facebook, and it will be linked below. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great day.